Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. A little technological challenge here at the beginning. We're all here on the show right at once. Um, I am am beyond excited, Dean, for our guest today. Uh, World-renowned persuasion influence expert, Kenrick Cleveland, here with us today. Um, Absolutely. Kenrick, we're so pumped to have you here, man. Great. Thank you. Absolutely. So, so, uh, this is a very, for me, this is a very selfish uh, (laughs) show because one of my favorite things in the world is talking about sales persuasion, really understanding how to get people to take action. Um, I can't imagine that at least, you know, this is my opinion. It's my show. So I'm going to share my opinion. I can't imagine there are many things that are more valuable to know than how to influence and persuade. Um, Dean, I know you and I kind of geeked out about the fact that we were going to do this show before we got Kenrick here. I'm just curious about your thoughts before we kind of kick it off. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think this is a, it's a fascinating subject because it's not just business, is it? It's life. You know, you, uh, you may find times, well, we're, all, we're, uh, we're here. I may find times where I have to uh, persuade my wife on something that she doesn't necessarily want me to do. So I think this is probably a really important topic for me in that sense. <laughs> all right. So you're looking at this from a very personal domestic perspective. <laughs> I'm like, well, usually I'm doing something wrong or I want to do something wrong. So I need to learn how to persuade. <laughs> right. Well, so let's, so let's sort of like start high level Kenrick. And I think that a lot of people, um, sort of hear persuasion or influence or these things, and they conjure up in their mind their own meaning for that. You know, some people are like, oh, like, you know, that's manipulative. You know, you shouldn't do it and all these different things. But but I think, like Dean said, even just, you know, talking with your significant other about what to get for dinner or what movie to watch, right? There's some influence there. But from your perspective, you know, in the years and years in the trenches, like how do you define persuasion and influence? Getting what you want. (laughs) It's pretty much that simple. I mean, really, I mean, persuasion is all about presenting what it is you want in a way that is palatable for other people. You you know, we have, if you think about it, we we, we might have two sides. You know, we have the side that goes, you should never use persuasion because it's evil. Right. Well, really? I mean, you you know, so what do we want? I want spaghetti for dinner. (laughs) No, I want fish. (laughs) says the wife. And I go, spaghetti is the only thing that is acceptable. I mean, who's going to buy into that? Right. You know, why, why not at least, hey, I can't wait to have a really enjoyable dinner with you tonight. You know, I was thinking it'd be great to talk over spaghetti. What do you think? Yeah. You know I mean? No reason to not at least try. I mean, she might go, well, I was thinking the same thing. But I'd like fish. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> to sit down, you know, and, and away we go. So, I mean, really persuasion is about getting the yes. It's about helping people to come to a decision that's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Persuasion is not about 
manipulating people in a way that's negative. And we need to say that right up front because if it, I mean, it's, it's absolutely possible, but why would you do it? Cause right. it's going to backfire on you. And, and I mean, it'll backfire hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you heard of buyer's remorse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's selling someone something they don't want or need. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a really important thing just to mention as we're going into this subject is like, this is a topic that can be used for evil, right? Yes. You have to draw you you have to have your own moral compass here as to how you're going to use and utilize these this power because I think that's what it is, right? It is a power that you can have, but used correctly it can really help people, help you serve people greatly. Used in the wrong way, it can do the absolute opposite. But I think you've you've highlighted a great thing there, Kenrick, in that you will feel the consequence if you use these type of things in the wrong way. You know, it and will not lead to long-lasting ways. success. Yeah, you feel it both ways too, which is right. which is what's cool. If you do it right, you get to experience the joy, the happiness that you've helped somebody, that you furthered yourself. Listen, I, I'm I'm of the belief of something. When salespeople say, "Help enough other people get what they want, and you will too," mm-hmm. well, maybe <laughs> sure, but I'm going to get what I want now as long <laughs> as you do. Right. I, I'm I'm not putting myself second. I'm not going like this. This is me and this is you. I'm going like this. Mm-hmm. Right. We're at the same level. I have a right to win just like you do. Mm-hmm. I have a right to get ahead just like you do. So if this is mutually acceptable, then we can move forward. And I'm always looking for that right up front. I'm always looking for, is this a fit that I want to take forward? And if not, mm-hmm. I'm quick to say no. I'm quick to say I don't think this is right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome, and I think that's one of the uh, seven habits that Stephen Covey talked about, right? Win, win, or no deal. You know, yeah, but, but people always twist that, James. Mm-hmm. They twist it to be, well, you win first, right? Why do you think I that don't. is? You think there's some sort of like guilt about winning, or like what do you think? I think people feel that what they're doing could be, you know, the old fashioned sales stuff that has been with us forever, you know, attention, interest, conviction, desire, close, Mm -hmm. you know, that is kind of manipulative, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it doesn't really take into account, do they need it? It doesn't take that into account. It's just getting their attention, getting their interest, convincing them and, you know, and closing them. That's what that is. Worse would be the the problem agitate solution. That's right. just garbage. Yeah. And that's what so many people are still doing and they've been doing it for 100 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seems and it's very uh seems very obvious and contrived. If you especially right. if you know what you're looking for and if you don't know what you're looking for, then you just feel something, right? You're just like, "Oh, like something about this isn't working." And that's why I love, you know, the approach that you're taking, right? If there's a mutual win to be had, then this is what we're going to go after. So, so I know that, you know, there's a lot of different directions we could go with this topic on persuasion and influence and everything. And I think from, uh, from my perspective, we've got plenty of people who are listening who could improve their sales capability, right? Whether they're selling in person, they're selling on the phone, they're selling through zoom or something like that. And I'd love to sort of unpack the uh, the frameworks and the and the belief systems and the structures that you've seen to be most effective, but also the the biggest pitfalls where people get in their own way. And uh, maybe let's even start with that. Like, where do you think people st- kind of step on their own air supply 
in terms of being persuasive and influential? You know, um, one of the places that I think is so critical, and I probably just gut punched a bunch of people here when I said problem agitate solution <laughs> is garbage, because that's that's what uh, 95% of salespeople do. They're looking for problems that their thing can solve, whatever they're doing. Well, when you say if they if they jump on their own air supply, well, that's doing it. You know, it's interesting. I was able to work with a, a neuroscientist by the name of Dr. Joseph Riggio for some time. And, you know, he, he put forth this idea that if, if you get people into a negative state, a, a, you know, a, a, a real down and depressed state, for example, mm -hmm. what's going to happen is it begins to shut off all of their their ability to see solutions. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they start to get into this fight or flight state where, you know, they start shutting down. They can't hear any, any solutions when they're like that. So if I said to you, for example, well, James, what's going on with your podcast? Um, mm -hmm. You know, wh what are you looking to, to, to get better at or solve? So, you know, just, just play with me for a second. Yeah. Tell all right. Well, I, uh, I have a co-host that I'm not crazy about. So we get So ready. does it, what, what happens when, 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 when you have to share the airtime like that? I'm going to play with you. It's I don't like where enough. this is going for me. I'm just going to be on it. <laughs> I mean, as you continue down this path, you're going to persuade him to get rid of me, aren't you? This is what's happening here. This no, is actually no, what? what this is wow. actually why I brought Kenrick on the show. It's an This is my official departure from just but, the tips. But I'm not. Watch. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's happens? just, uh, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel very good, and um, you know, he doesn't talk a whole lot. Just kind of like, like it is problem. with this. Yeah. One you'd probably like to stop having. Yeah. Who Who else is affected by this? Your wife, your listeners. You know, other people in your family, maybe it's not making you the kind of money you want to make. Right. What I'm doing right there is I'm doing what the typical problem agitate, and I haven't got to solution yet, but how about that? I'm knocking my mic around. Uh, but that's, that's that typical thing. Well, first of all, James, it doesn't feel very good to have someone do that with you. I mean, you start thinking about it. really about, does it. You feel uncomfortable. Yes. Let's do it the other way. So... Why did, why did we want to talk today, James? And go ahead and bring up that same yeah. issue. Let's do the same thing. Well, I, uh, I, I want to figure out how we can make our, our podcast better. Of course. Sure. So what kind of ideas have you been kicking around? What's led us to have this conversation? Well, we wanted to, like, we want to have, you know, really awesome guests. We want to do the same to... thing where you did before. Well, right. I have a problem with my host. Well, my co-host does. He doesn't talk a whole lot. So, and uh -huh. he rides in on a horse, like, you know. Like he owns the place. Well, listen, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's interesting. Tell me, what is it that you would like to have happen? Um, I think uh, just like, I don't know, so equal uh, equal airtime potentially. Okay, so you'd like him to talk a little more. I would. Great. So if he were talking more, what, what would happen? I think uh, I think our listeners would be more engaged. I think they'd be more excited. Dean, do you see what I'm doing now? I'm not going into the negatives, and right. it's being expressed in the positives. 
So now all of a sudden, everybody's mind is open for how this can happen. Right. We're entering towards the solution. Yes. We're entering into what Dr. Riggio would talk about as being the excitatory bias, which is kind of, it's it's a switch that's either on or off. There ain't no middle ground. So you're either in the excitatory or you're in the inhibitory. When you're in the excitatory, you can absolutely see what's going on. You can see the solution and you can figure out if it would be useful for you. If you're right. not in the excitatory, you're in the inhibitory and you are shutting down. You can't see a solution. So what happens is the salesperson kind of shocks you you know, into having this bad problem and then offers their solution of probably coaching or in this case, whatever it might be, right? But the problem is you're not really open to hearing that. Furthermore, when I get you into a problem state, you're only motivated long enough to get to that line, let's say, where you are away from it enough where it doesn't motivate you anymore. So as the person who's going to deliver the solution to you, I'm going to have another problem. Mm -hmm. And that is keeping you motivated enough to continue paying me to deliver the entire service. There, this, in, there's the problem. This is real. I mean, this is really interesting. And like you said, it does kind of fly in the face of conventional conventional wisdom to a certain extent, right? Very and, much. Uh, it, I just, you know, I know I'm going to hear about this afterwards. For all of our listeners, I love Dean, but don't really tell him. Doesn't. I, but don't tell him I said him that. I said that. He sends um, me abusive messages all the time, guys. <laughs> just so you know, this, I, I'm forced to smile on this show. Just, just otherwise, that's I'll right. Get there's hurt. somebody standing off camera with a gun aimed at Dean's head. Um. But just I note, think though, just note that second way brought everybody together, didn't it? It didn't. It, did. it, didn't, it didn't create any kind of a of a of a of a negativity at all. You'd like him to talk more. He probably likes to talk more. If not, we'll figure it out. But you see what I'm saying is the solution is easy now. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think so many people have kind of gone down this road of you've got to like really get people like so intensely feeling their pain before you present the solution because they don't have good training Mm. because they don't know how to do something else because this is how sales is done right Mm -hmm. you got to push their hot button of what that pain is and you got to make them hurt and that's what you have to do yeah and that's So, so funny because i think there's so many people who hate feeling like they're causing somebody else to feel more pain. Right. And right. I think, I think it's a big turnoff for a lot of people. Cause there's so many people who are like, I don't want to do sales. I'm not good at sales. Sales is slimy. It's manipulative, blah, blah, blah. And I think you're, what you're getting at here is really interesting. It's kind of the, the core issue. It's like, I want to be able to help people. I don't want to feel like I'm hurting them or manipulating them into doing something. Let me show you something. You say you want to help people. So tell me about that. Yeah. Like I love seeing people get the result or something that's important to them. So when you're able to do that, what happens for you? They pay me and they're happy. And so am I. So you get paid and they're happy and that's what we want more of. So as we talk today, I want you to zero in on that feeling, on Mm -hmm. that idea, because that's what we can do. As we work together, as you hear what it is that I have for you today, you'll be able to get more of that. 
And some people will think I'm just talking with you, but Dean knows I'm also talking with him and everybody listening knows I'm talking to them. Mm -hmm. Now, in other words, what have I just done? I've elicited your values. I've elicited what's important to you. And then I've asked you to use those as a screening device. You're going to screen everything I say through that so that what I'm saying to you continues to fire off your inner values, mm -hmm. your deep values. Does that sound slimy? No, no, it's not. So I mean, I don't know how you did it, but I just sent you $10,000. <laughs> I don't know what, what happened there, but it just it I'm going to have to, I'd have to get off the show in order to check, but so I'll wait until we're done. But <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. See, the thing, the thing here is we're zeroing in on what it is that a person really wants, and we're not doing it slimy. We're not doing it slimy. That's really important. If you think about what most people think of as sales, it's spewing, blah, 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 blah. It's talking about problems. Well, how much is it worth to you to solve that deep, dark, horrible problem? Yeah, then they'll ask you really you know, asinine questions. How is that holding you back exactly, James? Yeah. You know, is it... Are you able to get your kids to the kind of schools you really want to get them to? Who else is suffering? You know, it's, I mean, it's just, it is slimy. You're, mm -hmm. you're sliming the people you're talking to. There's mm -hmm. no two ways about it when you use that approach. People don't know an alternative, so they just keep doing right. what they're doing. Let me tell you what are the big results from that. They burn out. Because they don't, they don't see themselves as that kind of person. Mm -hmm. They aren't that person that's doing it, but yet they're doing it. Right. That the, eventually it takes its toll, and you get people burned out, or they learn that truth and facts are kind of bendable and maneuverable, but mm -hmm. they're not. They're not. Come on, truth right. is truth, and we need to start being real with the way we treat people. And when we are, we can do so much better in sales and we can put them in a state that's helpful, not hurtful. And we can help them see the solutions that we provide, the opportunities that we can create, and we can help them move into that with ease. This is, this is a radical different way of presenting yourself to people. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, let's figure out, so let's talk about this alternative approach, right? And I'm kind of glad we started with the contrast because I think a lot of people are familiar with that whole thing. Let's push the pain buttons. Let's, you know, get people to the point where like, all right, all right, please just take my money. And it, and it doesn't really work like that anyway. People just, people, when people are in pain, they, uh, you know, they ghost you. They don't want anything to do with you because you're a reminder of, right how bad they feel like they're like, Oh, that's right. the guy who, who like caused me to feel badly about myself and recognize that I'm not putting my kids through private school or I don't go to their little league games or whatever. So that is, it's a really interesting thing. Like people have been trained to do that. Mm. So let's, so let's talk about the alternative here. So what's the way to set up the sales conversation such that it feels more inclusive it feels more productive and it feels more positive. Well, one of the ways uh, certainly is to bring up the successes that a person has. Hey, James, it's really great to talk with you guys today. You know, you've been doing a lot of podcasts for quite a while and you're really successful at it. It's obvious you're comfortable with me as we talk. How do you think you got to that place? Well, I had an amazing co-host. 
I got to redeem there we myself go. somehow. <laughs> wow, this stuff is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't even get into it yet, look what changed. I don't know what yeah. happened here. You got to wire him another ten grand. <laughs> Before we're done, boy, let me tell you. So, but look, your whole demeanor changed. You lit up. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, now, some people would say, "Well, look, I'm I'm a plumber. I'm selling people on on fixing a, a you know doing a better job when you know when their stuff blows. How am I going to go in and go well?" You know, you live in a beautiful home and the water is just flooding out right now. I mean, uh, you know, you must have done something right to get this home. Tell me about that. And they're mm-hmm. going to be like, no, fix the damn leak. Stop it. It's going <laughs> to blow up my house. I mean, I'm going to lose everything. Stop the leak. So in, 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 the princip- in the beginning, I would say that probably the thing is you go in and you go, oh, that's a really bad leak. Would you like me to fix it? The bill would be $3,000. Yes, please stop the leak. So I jive under there, I get all wet, and I and I and I fix the leak. Now I might say to them, "Tell me about this situation. Has it ever happened before? Let's talk about that because we can fix it one way, or we can fix it a better way." Which let's talk a little bit about that. First, tell me how long do you plan to live here? How long mm-hmm. have you lived here? Tell me about what happens here. And as they do, they're going to get all excited about the home they bought, why they bought it, and what they're going to be doing here, who lives there with them, and on and on it goes. Now, you see, I've got them into this excitatory bias, and I can move them forward to coming up with a good solution. If they said to me, listen, frankly, I'm selling the home. I Just make the water stop, mm. would you? I almost don't care what it takes, you know. Just make it stop. I don't really care if you do a whole lot of upgrades to it. I don't want it done. Let the new owners do it. Okay, then I'm going to quickly get it done for a good price, you know, for both of us. And that's going to be the end of that story. There's nothing else for me to do there. So the question becomes, where can I expand on what I could do? How could I get more money? Or or do I just need to, do I need to go away all the, do I need to go away altogether? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is that thing. I'm always looking for wh- where do I fit? Do I fit? Do I fit now? And if I do, I'm going to move forward strongly. If I don't, I mean, I'm going to do what needs to be done or I'm, I'm going to leave. So one of the nice things about this strategy is it you spend less time doing it with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Some salespeople yeah. are of this opinion. I got a client in front of me. I'm, you know, my manager said, go for it. Talk from, tell them everything enough to buy the decision and then close. Eh. No, no. First of all, I don't ever close. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I might ask a question, but I don't ever really push. All I have to do at best to say, is there anything else you need to know to make a decision to go ahead? or just to go ahead. It's that simple. I don't even usually have to say that. They're asking me, Kendrick, how do I get, be involved with you? What do I have mm-hmm. to do? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like when someone actually is convinced. When they're not convinced is because you went blah, 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 and, and, and t- tried to tell them. You know, a salesperson that talks too much snatches defeat out of the jaws of victory. Right. Yeah, yeah well said. Yeah, that's there good. There we go. We got the catch for it. We got the phrase for the show. Yeah, that's, that's the one that's there. going in the show notes. Stick right that there. on. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. I think Dean, I feel like you and I have talked about 
this sort of like philosophy about selling is serving and, you know, how to really approach people um, and, you know, kind of evaluate whether it's a good fit and listening and all that stuff before. But I feel like Kenrick's adding, I don't know, just kind of another level of dimension to some of the right. sales conversations that you and I have talked about before. What's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think, like Kenrick says, is that this is actually a very different approach to what you do hear most people speaking about. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes such sense as well. Like it's it's a conversation, it's a topic that I've not really heard necessarily on the on this aspect of sales and persuasion. I think yet sitting here just listening to it, it's just like, this makes such good sense. This makes perfect sense to what we're saying here. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Really and there's good. another thing you, you, you that, that we can talk talk about right along with this. Once we get people in that really nice uh, sense of it. Um, by the way, I'm, I just so you guys know, I hear, I'm hearing just a little bit of an echo, and it's not on my side because I have nothing playing on my side. Uh, no, no speakers. It's all coming here. Hey, Dan um, or Don, can you, uh, or sorry, Doug, uh, can you guys see if there's something we could do? Uh, I did I notice earlier, someone said there was something audio on my side, but. Starting I, to hear an echo as well. I don't know. Uh, I haven't changed anything ever it's in like not years. not horrible, but it, you know, just so you know. Okay. So what I was saying is let, let's say that we've got someone in this appropriate state. One of the things I want to do now is help them to see the image of what's going to happen when they have availed themselves of what I do. So that's, that's at, at a lot of the, a lot of the junctures that might come up, I might just say to you, you know, James, I, I know you're looking for, for somebody that would, would be entertaining and knowledgeable about the subject matter at hand. How would that help the people that you're going out to on your podcasts when you have that? What does that look like? And whatever you say, you're yep. saying it to me. Yeah, they'd be they'd be uh, they'd be getting better results, right? They would they would be uh, more engaged, excited, all those right. things. And who are you tell it to? You, me. And what does that? And what does that make you think about me? You're starting to see me as connected to that end result. Mm -hmm. And the more we talk, the more connected I'm going to get you to that. Till this pretty is so soon. Ninja. I love this. And until pretty soon, you you couldn't really tell me no, because to tell me no invalidates your own thoughts about what you want. Right. I think another ten thousand dollars just left my wallet. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. I'm I'm gonna have to lock this stuff down. There's some weird powers tape, happening. Get out some duct tape and tape your wallet shut. You're like my be... wallet was in my pocket when we began this show. It's like on the side now. What like what happened here? <laughs> no, it's so it's so power. This is this is exactly so, Dean. This is exactly why I want to have Kenrick on the show because I was I heard him speak on Todd's Mastermind. I was just like, this is a different approach. This is an yeah. approach that has not, it's not just powerful, but it's, it's also feels very authentic. It feels very right. real and it feels, um, it feels way more human than right. many of the sales strategies and uh, trainings and stuff that's out there right now. Well, I, you know, I, I would say just, just diving in. Sorry. I, I would say like the way, the way I'm visualizing this is, as we're talking through, this is like the conventional, more mass used sales techniques that we've spoke about is almost like 
you take a prospect and you smash them down. It's like you're beating the bricks from under their feet until they drop and drop and drop. And like you said, it's uh, Kenrick. It's like you're you're almost putting them in a point of negativity, depression, feeling so down and beaten about the fact that I'm talking to you today because I'm useless on my own. You know, I can't do anything and I need help. And it's like you're beating someone down to then build them up and feel like the only way that they could ever possibly do anything is to give you money. And like, like you say, when you look at that in comparison to what you're saying here, like, and you know, I'm, I may be slightly off, but this is more an approach to me. It feels like where it's like, no, actually we're having a, you know, a, a decent conversation between two people. You've actually accomplished a lot to even be, you know, for us to even be in this situation. And so I want to acknowledge and recognize what you have done and how great this is. But I also want to highlight how potentially here, if there is a good match, how things could be even better than where they are with my involvement. And that 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 is how I'm visualizing this as we're talking through it. Let me suggest a couple of things. It's less important for me to acknowledge it than for you to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. How right. did you get here, yes. Dean? How did you get here? What helped you to get to the point of being on a really successful podcast as the co-host what what did you do well i uh happened to get into a mastermind and met met this strange guy and uh he came up with this crazy idea of doing a show and then here we are four years on must feel pretty fantastic in part i mean i can't <laughs> say a lot about the guy i'm with but you know yeah aside from the co-host yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah so you see what I'm doing though. You're you're yes. acknowledging it. You're yes. you're yes. getting it, right? Now the next thing you said that I love is and you're helping them to see what could be even better. What is that doing? Look, let me show you. People say to me all the time, "Well, Kenrick, if you don't come at the negative, where's your leverage?" And Dean, you just did it. That yeah. is the leverage. The leverage is seeing what you could have but right. don't yet have and want. Right. Because I the suppose more... you're having the conversation with somebody because they already appreciate or realize within that there is a level beyond where they are. Otherwise, why would they be having the conversation, right? Yes. Yes. And that new level, as they see it, as it comes into shape in their mind, as they begin to realize what they could be doing, it becomes so desirable that they don't right. want to live without that. Yes. They want that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I think you you said something just just for me profound, like great there is that, you know, it's not about you realizing it. It's about them realizing it. It's about them acknowledging it rather than yourself. I think that that is that is great. So is that part of is that is that part of sorry, sorry. Um, is that part of the sort of the 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 strategy behind this is to make sure that you're asking the right questions so that they realize it yes yes it, it is although it it cracks me up when when people think that it's all about asking a bunch of questions so they they have this whole thing where they tell you the 20 top questions mm. and then you know, for $79, you can have the top 100 questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what that I'm missing. A PDF with that. And then we can go into a, a coaching group for 
you know, for $12,000 that will help us to hone in those questions. No, it's not all about questions. It's about the strategy. It's about how to get that overarching strategy. And yes, we have to ask questions right. And yes, we have to understand what we're doing. Like Dean just mentioned, your brilliant co-host, where he's talking about what it is that he, that he wants and doesn't have. And he's talking about it with the guy that can give it to him. Mm-hmm, right. He can get him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you say to the people who, uh, and this is like kind of shattering some false beliefs, I think, that I picked up along the way. Um, and I'm sure a lot of others have well have as well, but there's people who are like, people will do a lot more to get out of pain than to get into pleasure. Like this, it's been such a kind of accepted statement for so long. I think everybody believes it. Is that even true? Yes, it so is. Then, so then how, have- how are we kind of taking that into account with this, uh, this kind of conversation, this strategy. Sure. It's a great question, James. Great question. Let's look at it a couple of ways of of thinking about this. So first of all, I think it is true to a certain extent, to a large extent. If you have that leak where where the water's flooding into your house, you want help now. Mm -hmm. You, you, You don't have time to get, you know, to mess around. You want that help right now. So, you know, let's say there's lots of other things. Let's say a person is um, trying to get involved in a business to make things better. They're talking to a person on the other end of the phone that's going to help them to do that. Well, why do they want to do that? Well, they want to make some money because they're not making enough money because they can't get all the things they want. So, yeah, but let me tell you an interesting thing that that certainly you and, and, and the audience here can can enjoy, and that is, in marketing, I see it as a, a bit more effective to go after the negative. Hey, do you have an issue with your plumbing? Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have, uh, you, you know, are you not making the money you really want to make? Would you like to make more? Now I'm going after both sides, right? With the marketing, getting that hand raised is going to be a bit cheaper when you go after the problem they're having than when you're going after the opportunity, but not always. How does Apple market their products? You know, they don't say to you, don't you, you know, you probably have a problem with your phone and it's probably not good anymore. And, you know, so we have this new Apple phone and, you know, you probably want to get rid of all these headaches that you got with your current. No, they go, (laughs) Apple 13, iOS, you know, this is it, man. You know, or top of the line Android phone. No, they're they're talking about all the wonderful things that you can do with it. So it depends on what you're selling, right? Mm, Right. But, you know, people look for that negative approach again because they think it's going to give them leverage. On marketing, it does. And what is the leverage it gives? Lower price leads. But right. when you have that conversation with them one-on-one, I don't get much into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can demonstrate it a number of times. I mean, if someone is saying to me, well, Kendrick, I, you know, I'm just not making enough money. So I'm calling because I, you know, I know you got this stupid fly. I've got the, I know you got this program with um, Amazon sellers or whatever, you know, and I, and I want to, I want to learn about that, you know? And I say, great, tell me about it. Well, you know, I'm not making enough money. Okay, so you want to make more money. Uh huh. So you know that the program we have costs money. So 
have you budgeted to be able to get involved in something like that? Well, no, I haven't. Now see, the average salesperson would blah on, blah, 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 and try to persuade them anyway. And it's not going to do any good if they genuinely don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, So I don't have any issue in telling them, all right, well, listen, then tell me what you do have budgeted. Well, I've got 500 bucks. Well, you're not even in the ballpark. I hate to tell you. You know, this is a real business opportunity. It takes a real investment, you know? So uh, let me just tell you that you're probably looking in in the neighborhood of $15,000 to get into this. And it doesn't sound like now's the right time. Now, a, a traditionally trained salesperson go, oh, that's a terrible mistake, Kenner. Because if they wanted it bad enough, they could probably come up with that $15,000. <laughs> maybe, maybe one in what, 20, 30? Mm-hmm. I mean, go ahead and put the number less. I don't care. How many hours am I going to be beating that guy up, trying to get him to do what, what he doesn't really have the money to do? Mm-hmm. So I'd rather take a little bit more realistic approach, and I would rather talk with people that are a little bit more qualified. So if I found that I was working for a company that wasn't qualifying the people very well, I would begin a different form of qualifying them. I would not simply run out and spew. You know, that's being like record when you're in front of your sales manager and on play when you're in front of your customer. No, that there's no strategy to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if a memorized presentation worked, then everybody would be making a lot of sales using it. And they don't. At best, they're making one in 10. Mm-hmm. That's what a memorized presentation does to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, I think it's a really interesting distinction, too, on the on the marketing side. When people are raising their hands like, hey, is this a challenge for you? Do you have a problem or like whatever? Because it also feels at that level where there's like a little bit of distance between you and calling out that problem because it's a it's a web page, it's like whatever it is. But the second you make that human contact, right? Like you already know they're there because they raise their hand to say they have the problem, right? So it seems sort of unnecessary to lean into that pain further. And and you like that's why they're there. If they didn't raise their hand, and say, "Hey, I've got this challenge." They wouldn't be there talking to you. And now you're putting them in that, uh, what did you call it? The excitatory response? You're putting them in the excitatory. If you're leading them to having awareness of things that are working in their life, that are successful in their life. Because from there, you can go from success to success much easier to where they want to go. You can open up that gap, if you will, into what it is they want, but yet don't have. And that's where we can really help them to get there. That's that's exactly right. This is so good because I feel like I feel like in doing that too, um, most people are already beating themselves up. Yeah, right. Right. They're yeah. like, I'm, I'm not making I'm not enough good money. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not good enough. Like whatever. And when you get on there and you start helping them see the wins that they've had and that they could have. I imagine that that builds a tremendous amount of confidence and you are the catalyst in inspiring that confidence. Now, now we're talking and let me slay another, another uh, sacred cow here real quick. And that, that is that, you know, why you asked, why do people do this? Well, the question becomes deeper. Why are they trained to do this? You know, this negative thing. And, And part of the answer is because companies don't want to invest much in us. In, in the people that are selling. A coach 
wants a script. They want you to hand them some, here, say this in this order and it will work. Well, it's about as unprofessional as you can get, yeah. but a company doesn't want to spend a lot of time. They want to say right. to you, Dean, here, you know, here, here's this eight page presentation or 20 page presentation, learn it and go out and give it. That's what they want you to do. It's because they don't want to take any time to teach you. They're not trying to teach you. What they're trying to do is get a hundred people or 20 people or how many are on the team to go out and say a bunch of that. And hopefully somebody will buy. Mm -hmm. Right. So numbers. That's exactly right. So that's why they do it. That's why it's still being done. So you still have salespeople that, you know, if they've sold for more than a year, they have no excuse of it but for this. But they still think, well, I just need a presentation that's going to work. Well, if that worked, then I would charge $30 million for one presentation. Mm -hmm. And I would promise not to have any more clients ever. Or I would charge $130 million for that one presentation because that's all it would take. That one company would become king of the world with my presentation that I wrote. Right. Well, it doesn't work that way. Why? Because Dean, you're different than James. And we're all three different than each other, even though we're humans and have some things in common. Mm -hmm. Right. When we take that difference into account, all of a sudden we become human and we become able to help. When I stop talking at you and start talking with you. And, but this scares the hell out of a lot of people. They don't want to do that. They want to find your problem so they can beat it up, beat you up. And then they want to ask you the, the killer question, which sounds like, James, how much is it worth to you <laughs> right. to solve this problem? Yeah. It's worth a lot more to get out of this horrible conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean, what uh, what questions are popping up for you? Well, I'm uh, I'm just kind of sitting back actually, and I'm 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 just gonna have a confession here. I'm just gonna say it like I have either done or still in some part do some of what you're saying in my business, and I'm and I'm actually sitting back thinking about it. Like you asked the question, like why are people doing these things, and I'm like why do I do some of these things? And I'm tracing it back and I'm like, cause it's all I've ever been taught in mm -hmm. some of these areas. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the truth. And I, like, that's why this conversation is so different and refreshing to me. Cause I'm genuinely sitting here saying like, this is very different to what anyone's ever told me before. And I've, 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 I've been this you, 17 years. When you contrast that with what I've just talked about, a way of doing it in a in, a, in in this way that leads you to what it is you would really like to have. How does that feel? Yeah, good, good to get what I want. Like, but see, I'm doing it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, this is good. Hang on, here, here it is. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you batting that fly. I was like, is that one of my bitcoins just flying straight over there? And so, I don't know what's going on. But no, yeah, you're, well, you're absolutely right. Like you, you, you re well, I'm not, I'm not saying you didn't know you were right. You, you are absolutely right. It changes. It shifts as it shifts the emotion that you feel like to go from, oh, well, this is, you know, you, you, your shoulders drop when you're talking about the problems, don't they? It's like, oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Like, can we just sit here and complain for the next hour? Cause life is miserable for me. And I hope eventually you can take this pain away. How much the, the whole thing shifts when we're talking about, well, look, you know, we're all, we are obviously here because I'm hoping you can help me, but let's talk. And like, I don't wow, shy. Like I feel so good about it now. 
And I don't shy away from that. What do you want help with? Mm -hmm. Watch what I do. What do you want help with? Well, again, I got to say, same with James. Like if I could replace him, that would be fantastic. Sure, absolutely. And the reason for that is? Damn it, I can't think of anything to insult him with. He's actually good. Um, Well, he irritates me. He he talks too much. I I would love to speak for every second of this show, but I just can never can. Have you ever stopped and, and, and thought about how wonderful it is for you to have those zingers, those wonderful things that everybody's gonna remember? the Bitcoin from slapping the the flight, those kind of zingers, which lets James have also wonderful things to say. And the two of you become an even more dynamic team. I think I just started liking James a bit more. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Like just, just in 10 seconds, you you did the job. See, even though this is very contrived and, and I don't like contrived because it never works like it can when it's real but but even in this contrived setting you're right you do start liking things better you do start seeing a possible future you do see a Mm win-win now maybe i'm called in to consult on a situation where you really do want to go your own way and you want to figure out how to do that well okay you know that's a a different story but you know here it's just contrived what you're talking about right the point is is all even even knowing that I can direct you into a way of seeing it that will that will make more sense to you and you're fine taking that direction. I'm just leading you in a very simple way. And right. by the way, no, it's not yes sets in the old traditional sense. Right. No, it's not that at all. Because those are like the worst. Um, like what I'm what I'm picking up on here is that age old when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And you're yes. like focusing the mind and the attention on what you want, what's worked, the positive, like all these different things. And it's just, it feels so much more effortless. Yeah. What takes a little bit of effort in the beginning is, is reprogramming yourself, retraining yeah. yourself. And and that, by the way, is the, the very first thing that I suggest people get damn near require it is a, is, is, working on that mindset of a program called my my os and the point of that is simply to 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 overcome the issues that hold you back so that you can you can wield the power of persuasion more effectively so many people are scared to talk to someone else mm, or the, right. you know or or they think i have to be mr professional now you know so james you know, I mean, it's like they, 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 they're not just able to be real. Why? Right. Because they haven't been really taught. They haven't learned how to frame the conversation. And that's so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone tries to frame you, what do you do? Guy goes, well, Kenneth, let's hear your little pitch. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm no pitch monkey. Yeah, right. I don't do that, you know. Yeah, and 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 I'm willing to walk away right on the spot if I can't maneuver things the way I need. It. I'm going to set that frame. Yeah, right. I'm going to help to do that. How do you do that? What are the strategies to do that? How do you become the person that can do that? And that's all wrapped up in the idea of mindset, which is a different take on it than a lot of people do, which is just raw, 
rah. You're, you know, you're a coach, you're a salesperson, you're an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you're what makes the world go around. Be positive, go. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I it, you uh you did spark a thought for me. And so I got to ask Dean this question. This sounds dangerous. Is, is your British accent a sham just because you've been trying to sound more professional like this whole time? <laughs> I'm actually Irish. <laughs> Ooh, cool. <laughs> not not really, but um That's interesting actually just on that subject. Like how much uh just just on a random one. How much does things like that play in part? You know when you hear, you know, a lot of salespeople and things, they'll talk about tonality and things like that. Like how, how important is that in this subject? Like things like those. I think it's very important, but it's second to the strategy. First right. is the strategy. With that strategy comes the ability to frame the situation the way you need it to be. Mm -hmm. In other words, let's say I, I, I come in and I'm, I'm, I'm not very bright. And I say to you, you know, uh, Dean, um, you know, uh, what's your problem? What's the issue you're trying to you know solve here? Well, you know I'm 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 just not making enough money. Okay, I, I understand. Um, you know what have you put aside to try to help yourself with that? Well, I don't really have any money. Well, you know what? Um, I, I you know let me tell you about what we do so that in the future, if you know, well, uh, there we go. Or another bad situation. What are you trying to do? Well, I'm trying to train my salespeople more effectively. Okay. How many salespeople are you looking at, at me training? Well, you know, I, I'm going to do that. I'm looking at maybe having a few conversations with you and you can tell me some things and away we go. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. You know, that's not how this works, you know? So, so how would I switch that frame around? Right. If I can't, I'm done. Right. I'm not, I'm not, if I can't do it right then mm -hmm. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, yeah and I think I, that's, I think that's great. I think you've identified like a, you know, a really important thing that some people won't walk away from a situation, will they? They want to just keep going. It's like a, 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 a ram. It's like, just keeps running forwards, like trying to, trying to go at this and keep butting heads. And hey, you, take you, it this way. You know, when we were younger, of course, maybe not married and, you know, if, if you guys, can relate to that if i mean i'm married so but when when you were not married if you're not married now you know think think about it you know you ask a girl out and and, and she goes no i'm 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 busy and you go well i just really like to you know <laughs> you know hang out with you well i i'm kind of seeing somebody you know i mean may, maybe another time it's just going downhill yeah. it's just going yeah. horribly downhill you've failed to set that frame Right. You're no longer the person she she's not looking. She doesn't want to see you anyway. She's already <laughs> identified that you blew it with the first thing you said, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So right. On, on the other hand, it, the more you talk at that point, the more she's getting frustrated. It's like, doesn't this guy get the hint? Won't he just go away, please? Mm -hmm. Right. Went right? from nice guy to creep rather fast. Right. <laughs> and that's what salespeople do. That's yes. what entrepreneurs do that are trying to pitch a guy with money. This is what people do all the time. They, they, they go into a subservient one down role and they start pleading or begging. Mm -hmm. The hand yeah. gesture looks like this. Well, you know, I just really want to try to, you, you know, get someone who understands my business and my needs, and then we can all work together and, and we'll, you know, hopefully make some profit. Oh yeah. The investor is real excited about that. Yeah, it sounds like a real winning <laughs> opportunity right there. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing. So we'll, we'll, uh, we've just got a couple minutes left here. Um, first of all, I'd like anybody who's listening and, uh, wants to know about, uh, you know, more about what Kenrick is up to. You can go to kenrickcleveland.com and, uh, and check him out there. Um, but, uh, but before we go, I think, you know, one of the, uh, one of the last things on my mind is, you know, the, the, um, the amount of practice that it takes to get to this point, right? Talking with you, it's, it's obvious that you've gotten thousands, if not tens of thousands of hours focusing on this, right? It's very natural. It feels, you know, effortless, or at least it comes across as effortless. And I think that a lot of people will hear this and be sort of maybe disillusioned after the first couple times they try this. And it doesn't sound as good as how, how you've come across today. And I just want to share, I would love for you to share with people the fact that this, you know, this will take a little bit of effort, but clearly it, it puts, sets them up to win and, and everybody that they're in contact with as well. Listen, what doesn't take effort? I mean, you know, th think about it. A skill is profound as being able to connect with another human being and mm -hmm. get them to see your point of view and then want to give you money for that. That's probably one of the most important things you can do. W one of the funniest things I hear sometimes is people go, well, you know, I just, I just need more people to talk to because, you know, I, I just need more leads. That's what I want to focus on. Well, what are you going to do with them when you get them? <laughs> right. Are you then going to stop? I had a, this is a real, story, real true life story. A guy calls me up. This is a few years ago, and he says, "Kenner, you know, which course of yours should I buy? Uh, it's Friday, and I want to get it, download it now, and go ahead and and do it real quick because Tuesday I've got a job offer of a life, and I want them to see me as their only solution. What should I do?" And I go, "Okay, you ready?" First of all, buy buy a course if that's what you want to do, right? But but listen, really seriously, take a deep breath, go somewhere you enjoy going, and just relax for the weekend. Don't mm. do anything. And while you're relaxing, look at that company. Look at what they want. Look at what they're all about. Study them. Understand them as much as you can, and then go in and be yourself. See what happens. Well, no, I want something to persuade them. Yeah, see, that was a year ago. Mm -hmm. you, you missed that shot a year ago. So, you know, the, the, the bus is going to leave again. Mm -hmm. Would you like to make sure it leaves with you on it this time? If so, you, it's time to step up. You know, I, 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 I'm always stunned when people think it's that simple. It's just like that. Yeah. It's not. What are you going to do when you get the leads? All of yeah. a sudden, take six months to, to figure it out or, or eight weeks? I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've got things that we can do that's going to speed this up and make things better. But listen, like all things, how long did it take you to get really good at interviewing or Dean? You guys are well, great. We haven't yet. You make it easy. Well, no, you have. You, may, you guys make it easy and fun. How many of these have you done? How many interviews? We just did our 200th show. How were you on your first? It was, well, it was I a used mess. to speak a lot and things have changed, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm so glad, uh, you know, and, yeah. and we're, uh, we're going to get pulled off the air here in just a second, but I feel like I just wanted to wrap up with that because mm. what we've talked about today, um, you know, and I'm so, I'm so grateful that you're here, Kenrick, because this is so powerful. It's such a paradigm shift. And I feel like it's a genuinely superior way to have 
sales conversations, be influential and persuasive and not create divisiveness between you and your prospects and you and the people that you're talking to, but create inclusivity and a mm. level of human to human interaction. And with that said, you know, anybody who's heard all these other contrasting sales training techniques, you're going to like have to unwind that conditioning a little bit. And, uh, and it's really important that, um, that you recognize the prize, the juice in this case is worth the squeeze, right? This is absolutely a better way to go, but it's going to take some effort. And so, um, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, if you guys again, want to, um, check out, uh, Kenrick's stuff, absolutely. Obviously he's a master at this KenrickCleveland.com. Um, Kenrick, thanks so much for being on the show, man. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you guys. It's really a lot of fun. I appreciate awesome. it. And Dean, maybe we should stick it out together for another 200 episodes. What do you think? I, I, I feel that we've been able to identify that we like each other in part. <laughs> so let's just follow that for now. Let's just ride with it. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you tune in next week. Go to justatipshow.com for back episodes, and we will be back next time. See you later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.